0: Welcome to the channel giving healthcare professionals clinical guidance from a primary care perspective. My name is Fernando Florido and I'm a GP in the United Kingdom. With today's episode we're going to start a new series on asthma focusing on the NICE guidelines on the diagnosis and management of asthma. Firstly I am going to go through the diagnosis flowcharts and I'm going to do them over three different shorter episodes. In the first one, I'm going to go through the initial clinical assessment for all patients. In the second one, we will look at objective tests for children and young people. And in the third one, we're going to consider the diagnostic tests for adults. I will put in the description below a link to download the full guideline as well as the different flowcharts. I also have a YouTube version that you can access in the description below. Right, so let's jump right in. This is guideline NG80, which was last updated in March 2021. NICE is working with the British Thoracic Society and the Scottish Intercollegiate Guidelines Network to produce UK-wide guidance that will update and replace this guideline. Its publication is expected in November 2023. This current guideline covers diagnosing, monitoring and managing asthma in all patients but it does not cover managing severe asthma or acute asthma attacks. Today we're going to look at the first flowchart which is the one referring to the initial clinical assessment for all groups. It refers to all patients, adults, young people and children with symptoms of asthma. The first thing we need to do is obviously to take a structured clinical history specifically checking for first wheeze, cough or breathlessness and any daily or seasonal variation in these symptoms. Second, any trigger that makes symptoms worse. And third, a personal or family history of atopic disorders. It also tells us that we cannot diagnose asthma by using symptoms alone or a history of atopic disorders alone without an objective test. So after taking the history, we will examine the patient to identify expiratory polyphonic wheezes and signs of other causes of respiratory symptoms, but we need to remember that even if examination results are normal, the person may still have asthma. If there are acute symptoms of presentation, we will of course treat them immediately, but we will perform objective tests only if the equipment is available and testing will not compromise the treatment. If the tests cannot be done immediately we will carry them out when acute symptoms have been controlled and we will give safety netting advice while the patients are waiting for the tests. We need to be aware that results of spirometry and fractional expiratory nitric oxide tests may be affected by treatment with inhaled corticosteroids. If you're not sure what the fractional expiratory nitric oxide test is, stick around until the end because I will give you a summary of what it is. Right, so once we have examined the patient, it may be that we're dealing with a child under five, someone aged five to 16, or someone aged 17 and over. Now for children under five, we will treat symptoms based on our clinical judgment and we will review them regularly. If they still have symptoms when they reach five years of age, there is another flowchart that will be discussed in the next episode. Therefore there are no flowcharts specific for children under 5, we will simply treat them empirically. However, if they are aged between 5 and 16, then we will follow the next flowchart. And if they are adults aged 70 and over, the first thing to consider is whether this could be an occupational problem, checking whether the symptoms are better when not working or on holiday, making an accurate record of the answers. If there's any suspicion of occupational asthma, we will refer them to an occupational specialist. But if there's no suspicion of an occupational problem, we will follow the plow chart in the third episode. We also need to remember that we should not diagnose asthma based on skin prick tests to allergens, serum total and specific immunoglobulin E, a blood eosinophil count, or for adults over 17, an exercise challenge however we can use skin prick tests to allergens or specific immunoglobulin e-tests to identify triggers after a formal diagnosis of asthma has been made and now as a little bonus material we're going to remind ourselves of what fractional exhaled nitric oxide is when we check for nitric oxide the first thing that we need to remember is that it is produced by eosinophils found in the airways Asthma is an inflammatory disease mediated by the immune system which activates eosinophils in the airways. Therefore, when asthma is the problem, nitric oxide levels will generally be elevated on testing, meaning that the eosinophils are very active, making the airways prone to an asthma attack. We test for nitric oxide by using one of many devices You basically breathe out through the device like you would do for a spirometry or peak flow. Although the expiratory rate will be much lower, taking a much longer time. A normal reading is below 25 parts per billion in adults. A reading between 25 and 40 parts per billion is borderline high in adults. And a reading over 40 parts per billion is very high in adults. Nice only consider readings above 35 as relevant in children aged 5 to 16. Right, so this is it, we have finished reviewing this flowchart. I hope that you have found it useful and that now you click on the next episode and goodbye.